Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, guys? Henry from Bro History. And uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit more lighthearted than our previous episodes. Uh, we're just going to be talking about our experiences in Europe and how it is different from the United States. Uh, hence the title, Europe is Weird. The subject matter lately has been pretty serious, so we just wanted to have a, a fun episode um, that wasn't depressing. So I hope you guys enjoy. And um, I saw the review from RG about the Baby Hitler episode. Um, I know most people will not know what I'm talking about, but uh, thanks, RG, for, for contacting us, I guess, via the iTunes reviews. Um, thanks for bringing it up. I, I can't really tell you why the Baby Hitler player, that Baby Hitler episode isn't playing. But I did check on Spotify. It's playing there. So if you want to listen to it, go to uh, go to Spotify if you have it. Uh, I'll try to figure it out and, and make sure it's released on iTunes. But um, it is on Spotify. All right. I hope you guys enjoy. Well, I have until 8.30 until my girlfriend gets here. So... We got to bust this baby out in all right, all less right. than 40 minutes. And I didn't, I didn't, I did not want to do a serious topic just because I'm a little burnt out. I can't do a topic on the Middle East. I, I can't do a topic on war right now. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to do one on politics. I don't, I just want to do something funny. So right. I was thinking that we could just talk about our experiences in Europe. Like all <laughs> okay. the cute guys that we met. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're that's all wonderful. You, that's what you usually talk about when you talk about your tales in Europe. All the <laughs> cute Italian guys you met. <laughs> no, but you lived in Europe for what, like a year? Uh, no, I spent a summer there uh, in um, in college, and I spent a little over a month um, in in high school. So combined, it was like I don't know five or six months. In Germany, right? Mm-hmm. In Germany, so How was the uh, first time was like outside of uh, Frankfurt, um, in a small little. Uh, um, well, I, I literally lived in a small little village called Niederklein. Shout out Niederklein, um, <laughs> but it's outside of Butzbach, which is the bigger city. Uh, and that was I was just like foreign exchange. I was like one of the American kids in in the in in school there. And then um, I went in college during college with uh, with Rutgers University in Duke. Uh, they had an exchange program in uh, with the Technische Universität Berlin, um, so the Technical University in Berlin. Um, and I spent uh, the summer semester there. 
it was it was dope. I love Germany. It's uh, it was my major in college, <laughs> but uh, it was super cool. Do you speak German at all? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I hope I do. <laughs> um, you do speak German. I just never I've never heard. There's never been an opportunity while both of us were together where you had to throw out some German. I mean, there's there's hardly opportunities uh, to <laughs> speak German in general uh, here in the States, but uh, I, I do want to take that back. So speaking German is like one of the fun facts that I'll say, uh, you know, at a company when I just start, right? Uh, but I just started a new job that's founded by Germans and a lot of uh, the people that work there are German. So it's like not cool anymore that I speak German. It's just normal. <laughs> well, they're not impressed that an American knows German. Um. I feel like Germans wouldn't be impressed, would be slightly impressed that an American knows German. But the fact that I know German is just like most Europeans know more than one language anyway. So it's just like whatever. So, yeah, that's why we won World War II. So Americans don't have to learn other (laughs) languages. So we don't have to learn your language. Basically, I mean, we really do have to thank the British Empire and the U.S. Empire for not having to learn other languages. Yep. Yep. And then now we can do it as a, as a hobby or like as a, as a side project instead of like as a necessity. Can you imagine in like 50 years, we're all going to need to learn Chinese? Hey, I mean, I don't think that will happen, but I mean, it's a possibility. (laughs) Everyone has to learn English. Like, yeah. So I was in, um, I was in Amsterdam and I was at this bar and everyone speaks English and everyone yeah, speaks English perfectly in too Holland. with a weird perfectly. accent, but just perfectly. Yeah. Well, the accent in, in, um, in Holland is more American sounding than British. Oh yeah, sure. Or, yeah. or even German, but they get these one, they only get a couple of words wrong. Like, um, they'll pronounce like the swimming, they pronounce swimming. They're like, swimming. Hey, like, Hey boys, how are you? You guys want to go swimming? And then the, it will just, yeah. on certain words, it will just completely come out. And it's it's kind of funny. I, was, but. I, I, I asked this girl for, for her cell phone number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly what, that's exactly what it is. But it's, I, I, uh, I went to Amsterdam, too. I, I noticed that also. But, the, you know, obviously they speak Dutch there uh, in the Netherlands. And Dutch and German on paper looks pretty similar. But spoken is, like, fucking weird to me. Total disclaimer for anyone uh, who's Dutch or speaks Dutch, like no no offense or anything like that. I just think it's one of the funniest sounding languages I've ever heard. It's hilarious. I took like a red eye from Berlin to um, a red eye train that is from Berlin to uh, uh, Amsterdam while I was there uh, just for like a weekend, hang out with the boys and stuff and um halfway through uh when we switched over to the netherlands like they switched conductors so they also did an announcement in dutch and it literally woke me up that's how funny i thought it was i just like no it was definitely like <laughs> we are now landing <laughs> uh, i got this one picture from a mcdonald's because i was like burp like poor as shit when I was in Amsterdam. So I was eating McDonald's almost every day. Uh, and the trash can, uh, thank you in Dutch is dank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> da- dank u. <laughs> dank u. <laughs> the reason why they speak such great English there is because they watch American television without subtitles. Really? Yeah, that's 
that's why in, in Amsterdam, in, in uh, the Netherlands and in Scandinavia, at least in Sweden, I think in Denmark as well, they consume American media without subtitles. I mean, without mm-hmm. um, without language dubs. Without dubbing. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have subtitles, but I guess, and that's probably mostly for the old people who don't know it. But um, too lazy to learn they will it, yeah. have to, they, they will just, you know, if you watched German television every single day and in German with American subtitles, you probably yeah. pick it up after a while. And they also take yeah. English classes like when they're five, like that's when they start learning English and like, they talk like to each other. Europeans start that shit and, pretty early. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Europeans are traveling more from country to from, you know, they're, they're, they're traveling from border to border more so than Americans. So they're sure, especially with the European union and, and their open border policy there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, there's more opportunity to speak English because, you know, if you're a German going to France, then, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this. You can correct me. You probably have more insight, but I'm assuming that they'll most likely speak English to each other if they if they need to communicate. I mean, Rather I imagine, than- especially in business, in business, I know that this is like more common. I don't know about like just in, in regular life, but, you know, if you were a German going to France and, you know, you were working in France, um, the common language would probably be English um, or vice versa. Uh, although German and French, I, I think like a, a good amount of Germans and French people know each other's languages. Um, but yeah, I think English is typically like the default language. Um, I know that don't they do their, um, uh, the EU parliament or whatever, isn't that in English, right? Yeah, that's all in English. I mean, I was in Brussels, everyone speaks English in Brussels, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, they have to like, that's where the EU headquarters is. Um, when I was going to eat, when I was, when I went to Brussels, my expectation was it was going to be a backwater, like fringe, weirdo <laughs> European town that was full of, um, I'll just say it, like no go zones and stuff like that. <laughs> of the bad neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't like that. We didn't go, I didn't go into any areas in Brussels that I felt unsafe at, but it was, there was a degree of shadiness in Belgium and, or at least in Brussels where I had, um, my friend lived there for a year. Um, so I went to go visit him. And so when my friend was there, um, she like showed me around and she was like, we walked down this one, we walked in this one neighborhood and she told me, it's like, be really, really careful. There's some guys who are tailing us. Don't go to an ATM machine because they'll, they will rob you if you go to an ATM machine out in, in public. And I'm like, what like are you serious like i just see a bunch of goofy french people everywhere like they're not gonna <laughs> um i didn't even like brussels has a bad reputation of being f- like filled with like a lot of uh a lot of uh migrants from the middle east uh-huh. i didn't really notice them i noticed a couple but not all right I but did I guess you I notice walking to those neighborhoods but did you notice gypsies though really i, I noticed a lot of gypsies in prague in prague there's Prague. a ton of gypsies in, in Berlin, like a lot of them. I didn't see any gypsies in Berlin. Really? I saw so many no. of them. And I only saw gypsies in Prague. Prague was the only place where someone tried to pickpocket me. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't mean to say like I saw gypsies as in the sense that like I, I was almost robbed. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are a lot of Roma people uh, all over Europe, um, but particularly in Berlin, there was a lot of them. And I, I would go um, to the uh, um, 
uh, uh, to school and there'd, there'd be a bunch of them around and, and they would hold up these cards, right? And they would approach you and, and they'd, you know, obviously try and stereotype you. Like if you, if you look American, they'll try and speak English to you. So I speak um, English, obviously. Uh, and I spoke German. Uh, so I couldn't get away with saying, oh, ich verstehe dich nicht, you know, because they speak German too. So I try to go with the Spanish route, like, oh, no te entiendo, lo, lo siento, you know, like, and then she spun the card around and it's in Spanish. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, just asking for money, of course, but I thought it was pretty funny. Of course. Yeah, there's some, there's, they got uh, all their bases covered. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the homeless. I mean, gypsies are homeless, right? Uh, I don't think they're homeless. They're migratory. It's different. They don't have like a like a set home. I guess you you could consider that homeless on on like the most literal sense of the word. But I don't. They're traditionally like like migratory. They're like homeless in California. Then they're not like what? New York homeless. They're they're like California homeless. Living out of the car. <laughs> living living out of the car and living out of tents because the weather's nice, so they won't freeze to death. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I noticed a lot of them in Prague, and uh, it got really dicey in one situation. Some um, some lady came up to me, and she's like, hey, any of you boys have a light? <laughs> and um, my my buddy was like, no, walk away. And I, like, turned around, and, like, for, she was probably about 15 feet away from me, a good 15 feet away from me. Within a second, she was two feet away from me. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> bent space and time to get she your bent, <laughs> you know in dragon ball z when yeah when goku learns the ability to like a, yeah, yeah instant transmission hell yeah <laughs> that's what that's what she did and then i just start feeling hands everywhere everywhere in my body like just like it was more than two hands it was like five hands <laughs> going down my pants and i was like <laughs> slapping i started slapping my my jeans like it was like a whack-a-mole <laughs> <laughs> and then my other friends like get away get away get away it was it was uh really it was really funny she didn't get anything thank god she went down the wrong pocket but um <laughs> lady that's I not never, a pocket <laughs> i thought that like going into going into europe i really thought that i would i just wouldn't i wouldn't get pickpocketed i didn't get pickpocketed but it was a very close call but i thought being a new yorker I was street smart enough to avoid any situation like that, but man, they hit, they strike you very hard. <laughs> those those I mean, gypsies, yeah, they got the home, they have the home turf advantage, you know. So, those gypsies are really good. Maybe there was two of them. Maybe, maybe there was three of them. Maybe, maybe it was just one, but she was just moving so quickly. It seemed like more than one. Wait, in Europe they have witches, right? I don't know. Everywhere has witches, technically. Oh, I thought it was just Europe. No, oh, yeah, man. they came over. We, There's like well, a no, storm bushwick that I <laughs> we killed all of our witches. We killed all of our witches. Haven't you seen the Crucible? Uh, I mean, no, but I, I I'm aware of the Salem witch trials. So yeah, we did it right. The United States again <laughs> outdoing America, outdoing Europe. We killed our witches right when they got off the boat, and Europe never killed their witches, or they didn't kill enough of them at least. So. They nah, man, big, witches they are witch still problem. Witch, witches are still a thing, man. Like, there's this one witch store in Bushwick that I go to every now and again to buy rocks, like crystals and shit. And they always ask me, like, "Oh, what are you trying to like, you know, heal or solve?" And I'm like, "Lady, I just, I just like rocks." 
This one Come looks back. Cool. I have a child's heart. <laughs> they got some interesting shit in there, like you know, like uh, the the penis bone of a coyote, and like uh, <laughs> the wing of a bat. <laughs> There's a difference between a witch and a shaman. Yeah, yeah, and a witch and a juju man, and a witch and a witch doctor. A witch and a witch doctor. I don't know which which one is worse, but um, I guess. Europe is just very, very strange. The differences are are yeah, very it, subtle, but they're also very extreme at the same time. I I agree. I think it's it's just like how Europe is set up. It's like Europe is pretty small, you know, in comparison to like I don't know the United States, for example. Like, imagine if you know we're in New York now. Imagine if you you know crossed the Hudson and went into New Jersey and they spoke a completely different language. Well. I mean, I guess technically they kind of do speak a different language in New Jersey, but uh, you get what I'm saying, like a completely different language, you know? They speak uh, retarded com- in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 I'm from New Jersey. They don't speak retarded. <laughs> anyway, um, like imagine if you just cross state lines here in, in in the United States and it's like a completely different language and, and like a very different culture and like a different, you know, a different history, you know, like a very, very different history. Um, it. I think that's what makes the dynamic of Europe so interesting and also so intriguing um, just because, you know, hop, skip and a jump away and you're in a different, like a completely different country, you know? Yeah. It's weird like that. I just found Europeans kind of strange in general, especially. So I'll be honest. A lot of the people who I, oh, everyone I dealt with was really nice. I didn't deal with any yeah. assholes while yeah. I was there. Yeah. Um, I dealt with a lot of really, really loud, obnoxious British people. Interesting. Louder than Americans? Way louder. Huh. Way louder. They weren't. They weren't your uh, tip. The British people that you see here in America, you know, you like soccer hooligans for, or something like that, right? Yeah, the British people who migrate over to New York are usually coming here for some type of job. So they speak, you know, oh hello, my name is Nigel, and I'm here for my job at Goldman Sachs. So I came here from the School of London. Like they speak, <laughs> you know, like the 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 proper. They speak proper. <laughs> they speak the, like the proper. They speak the um, proper English <laughs> in Amsterdam. All there was, they outnumbered everyone. The I guess the guys from the outskirts, the 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 boy, the lads from Liverpool and places like that, are from um, from East London. That's where they have like the really strong West Wales, West 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 Wales. Are you a fucking sheep shaggy? Hey, you fucking what, mate? Are you fucking sheep? Can I use your toilet? Or piss off, you fucking cunt. The way they they curse more than anyone. Like I've never met a group of guys who who have the worst tongue. Like this, everything they say. Like all the British guys are super cool. Like they're all like they're really really fun guys to hang out with. But Jesus, they would be speaking in a different language sometimes. They'd be like, "Hey mate, you want to get over here and get some fucking uh, you? Me and my mate just wanted to get a quick point, and you're gonna be letting me, letting me my mate try like just speaking so quickly. Every sentence is it like that's every, that they Cockney. Can't go, yeah, they can't. Yeah, the Cockney accent. Like every yeah. five words, there's a curse. Yeah, and I was like, I was talking to this bouncer in uh, in Amsterdam, and um, I was like, I was just like, 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 like who, like, what's the worst crowd? Like, what do you, what do you? Like when they walk into in your bar, like what's the most annoying group to to, uh, 
to work with. He's like, I, he's like, I hate stag parties. Like there's nothing <laughs> worse than a stag party. And like a stag party is a British bachelor party. Yeah. And he's like, they come in here. They're so loud. They're so obnoxious. They start singing. They start fighting. They, um, they can't. And that meanwhile, as we're talking about this, he was, this kid comes in, this kid just comes to give his ID or, or, or whatever. He's like, come here, my mates get in here for a fucking pint. Just like drunk, just like, like just cross-eyed and just slouching. Like, couldn't me and my mates just come in here real quick. You'll see if they ain't fucking any girls and all. My mates horny as fuck right now. Like, <laughs> just speaking like just, he was, he sounded like he was retarded. I'll be completely honest. And the bouncer is like that R word, bro. I know. I know. Well, whatever. <laughs> and the the bouncer was like, "Can you?" He's like, "Can you English guys go one sentence without saying a curse word?" <laughs> and this bouncer was a huge black guy who was super intimidating, and he was just like, "Can you say one word?" One sentence without saying a curse word. It was, and he's like, "Oh, piss off, then, <laughs> <laughs> dude." I feel like I feel like in Europe though, their styles behind America, or at least I don't want to say British guys because British guys, or at least the British guys in the U.S. who we who we you know bump into from time to time, they all dress like their. Uh, like they're David Beckham, you know what I mean? Like they all have tucked, they all dress like in a very preppy way and they always have pea coats and nice scarves on. Like they, you can almost instantly spot a British guy in America by how they, how well they dress, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can spot us really easily and all of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I once, I once uh, spotted these British guys. This is, this was in New York. Um, I passed these British guys and I, I heard them over say, what? It's like, why do Yanks never tuck in their shirts? <laughs> but the guys in the guys in Amsterdam, the guys on the stack parties, they dressed like they were like seven years in the past. Like they were That's wearing crazy. what we wore when we in like 2011. Like, like FUBU hats and like baggy pants. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not actually I'm I'm actually incorrect on this. This is this is more of this was a big group of Northern Irish people. Okay. Of Northern Irish. The Northern who, uh, Irish. Who I met. And I couldn't even, I can't even replicate their accent. It wasn't quite British. It wasn't quite Irish. Um, it, it, it was actually not a very appealing accent. I'll be completely honest. However, I mean, it's just one group of guys. Not to say that all Northern Irish people suck. I mean, the majority of this, this conversation of North- is a giant stereotype anyway, yeah. so let's just make that disclaimer this now. This <laughs> group of Northern Irish guys, they sucked. So um, I was uh, in this bar in Amsterdam. My friends are all being really, really loud, and uh, we're all just you know being dickheads. And this these group of girls come come to us, and they're, they're from uh, – I think they were from Switzerland and they were like, they were like, Oh, we, we were going to talk to you, but we thought you were British. So we didn't want to, we didn't want to talk to you. And I was like, what? It's like, (laughs) why did you guys think we were British? And she, they were like, it's because you guys are loud and obnoxious. 
<laughs> exact words. So like, we thought you guys were British because you were loud and obnoxious. Oh, man. So I was like, no, we're not British. We're not, we're, we're not British. And we're then just loud guy, and obnoxious because we're American. <laughs> yeah, we're Americans. <laughs> Americans can't be loud and obnoxious. And so um, a group of guys, like, who, was, who were next to us, um, they were all, it was a big group of guys. They were all from Northern, Northern Ireland. And they overheard that. And I guess they missed part of the conversation and they were hammered. And one of them comes up to me and he's wearing like a, I think it was like a Pokemon hat, but it was backwards. Okay. So he was and about to catch a Pokemon. <laughs> he was wearing a, like a bat. It might've been like a Squirtle on it or some shit like that or Elmo or some, it was something like that no adult should, should ever wear. And it was fitted and he had like baggy jeans and a really big white shirt. He looked like he was dressing like Allen Iverson <laughs> in 2005. And he swimming in his clothes. <laughs> yeah, swimming in his clothes. And he was like, oh, hey. And he comes up to me and he, he gives the old shake. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, uh, sure. And I give, I go to give him a handshake. I thought as as is tr- as in tradition and he pulls his hand away and he's like whoa and he like starts like he too he slow to you <laughs> yeah he's like bleh, bleh. and he walks away he walks away to his group of friends and he's they're all high-fiving each other and like, i'm just like this that was bizarre like all like my friends are all like what the fuck was that what, what the <laughs> fuck was that <laughs> Did he just cite, and, and it was very bizarre. So I went up to the guy and I was like, I'm like, what, what was that? Like, what did I do to you? Why did you pull the psych on me? Cause that's what he did. He pulled yeah. the psych on me. He was like, like, I, I didn't do slow. anything to you. I didn't do, I didn't do anything to you. Like I thought you were trying to shake my hand and you're just being an asshole. Like what's the deal with that? And it wasn't being like abrasive or aggressive. I was just asking him why he yeah, was just being curious. Dick. Right. And he's like, Oh, I thought you boys were British. We fucking hate British. And I was like, what? You sound British. <laughs> and I, No, he was a North. I can't do the Northern Ireland. Mm. Ah, okay. I, thought, I can't do that accent. So they're all just British accents to me. <laughs> so he, and I'm like, no, we're, we're Americans. Like, we're all from New York. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. We, we didn't mean to offend you. We just hate the British when we come here. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, you guys are fucking losers. <laughs> um <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was my only experience with Northern Irish people. They dressed like um, 13-year-old posers, and uh, they sucked. <laughs> but all the other British – the British guys are super, super fun who who uh, we hung out with in, in Amsterdam. They were all just really loud. Like they, they just were the type of guys who were like, oh, come on, mate. Get over here and take a fucking shot, you fucking twat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. – <laughs> Just cursing and fun for a it, night, maybe not for like your you life. Could, half the time you couldn't understand what they were saying, but they were all fun guys. Like, oh, you cunt! <laughs> like the word cunt was used so aggressively. No, it's it's oh, like a term here, of endearment. It's a term of endearment, honestly. Like I have a friend who's Australian, and he says cunt like way too much, like way too much. But it's like normal for them. Yeah, it's nor it's normal. Oh come on, you cunt! Hey, he's a fucking cunt. I'm going to say it in a very – they say it hard though. It's, it's a hard cunt. It's a hard T. Cunt. It's very, very, very hard, very hard T. 
but yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're cool. Um, Amsterdam people are cool as well. They're all really, really, really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed that they're too. all just like super nice, normal and, and, and cool. Like I would, if I, if you were going to teleport me to a place to live, I feel like I'd want to live in Amsterdam if I had to go to a place and, and, um, and so Europe. like Amsterdam was like super beautiful during the day. And then at night it gets kind of like creepy, not like scary, but like creepy because like all their buildings are lumpy and like they, you know, lump into each other and their alleyways are super cramped together. And that's just like a normal street for them. And of course there's the red light district. Because one time I was offered heroin just like nonchalantly on the street by this one random dude. And he was just like, would you like to buy some heroin? And I'm like, no. He's like, okay, hey, have a nice like, night. What, and I'm like, would you like some heroin? <laughs> <laughs> what do you I've got some I've got some heroin. Just give me your show phone number. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's I would I'm not even talking about the red light district. Like if you were gonna throw me Yeah, no, 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 of course. Suburban area of Amsterdam, yeah. I'd rather like I'd ha- rather Harlem. <laughs> I rather I wouldn't want to go to I wouldn't want to live in London. I, I've, I've only ever been to, been to the I've I've only ever been to the airport in London. <laughs> yeah, so. I've never been to London, but I've I don't know. I feel I mean it probably would be the big, the easiest culture fit because people from England now are all like fat Americans anyway. Now they're like I think they're pretty close to the like the fattest it, country in the world. <laughs> or very very if they have not passed the United the U.S. <clears throat> then no, nah, we hold no nah, no nah, we're 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 the title holders for that. We're 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 winning. We always win on that one, dude. The British are are right behind us when it comes to obesity. <clears throat> I'm sure, but we're always going to win. If they haven't, don't take this away from us. If they haven't passed us yet, the British are very close to Americans in obesity. If they haven't passed, I don't. I don't think they have passed us, but they're close. They're a fat country. Um, <laughs> Phat <why>, fat. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a fat country. I just couldn't deal with the <laughs> with the them driving on the wrong side of the road. No, nah, dude, that's cool. I did that like shit in Barbados. I did that What's shit that? in Barbados. In, in Barbados, when I went to Barbados, I, I drove on the wrong side. It was pretty interesting. That's why we did. That's why we had the American Revolution because we didn't want to. We wanted to stop driving on the, on wrong, the wrong side. side. Of the road. That was <laughs> that was in the original Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Life, <laughs> liberty, and driving on the right side of the road. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um. So yeah, Britain. I mean, yeah, whatever, Britain. Fuck you guys from Britain. I'm joking. So, um, what was the other thing? I just wanted to talk about this one, uh, one bit. You know, because we're talking about how how Europe is weird, and we talked a lot about languages and stuff. And on the way, you know, home from uh, work today, I just like popped on a couple of videos, and I forget the guy's name. Maybe I'll I'll try and uh, uh, link it in in the in the YouTube video here. But he was talking about. Um, Italian stereotypes and obviously the most pervasive Italian stereotype is this, you know, the hand gesture, right? And he had a really funny video and it was like really well produced and stuff like that. But he actually spoke to some, you know, like experts from Italy, like in Italy. So I tried to figure out what the hell does this mean, you know? Um, And evidently there are a ton of other hand, hand gestures that Italians use. Um, that that have codified meanings like the one that stuck out to me that was hilarious was you know obviously this is it it what it kind of means is like what are you doing like what is he doing what is she doing what what's up with that right that's what they use one hand it's it's never two it's just one uh the other one that they do that stuck out to me and i've never seen this before tell me if you see this what do you think this means 
So I'm, I'm doing what looks like the, the rock and roll symbol. It's not vagina, but you're not far off either. It's like a bird, a girl. It's It means, if you do this to someone, it means your wife is cheating on you. <laughs> it, it must happen a lot. <laughs> I was dying. And the one, um, the, the guy who did the video who was just like, uh, so like what happens at a rock concert if everyone's doing this to you? Does like the... Does the, the does the singer go like what she's she's what <laughs> she's cheating on me? Uh, but evidently, it's like um, when uh, the Greek uh, here's some history for our bro history podcast. Uh, when the Greek, I was about <laughs> the, to say something <laughs> fucked up. I was about to say something <laughs> fucked up. I'm gonna say well, what, that's hit, how hit Kurt me. Cobain died. Oh shit! No, <laughs> 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 too too soon. <laughs> no, don't don't hit me with that, Courtney Loom. Don't hit me with that, Courtney Love. Um, anyway, back to the history portion of it. Uh, when the Greeks came over, uh, like long, long time ago, uh, and uh, conquered Italy and and settled there, obviously they spoke Greek, um, but they also gest gestulated, uh, which is I think I'm using the word correctly, which is like to use your hands to speak, um, and uh, that was pervasive. The language didn't stick because eventually it became Italian or Latin and then Italian, um, but the the symbols, the hand symbols, stuck around. Uh, so that's actually where, where they get a lot of that from. So you can blame the Greeks for the, for the, this, you know, the hand symbol. It's like they're monkeys. It's like they're chimps. You know how chimps have different like (laughs) movements. I think, or no, I think it's more like, so sounds, um, yeah, there's a lot of Italian stereotypes. My favorite Italian stereotype is the, uh, my girlfriend's Italian. So I got to tread lightly. Um, (laughs) The uh, the hair on the <laughs> hair on the, the hair on the lip, the, the hair uh, on the lip, <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, the thirty five year old man who lives with his mom, forty. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah. It's like a thing in Italy or it, on the East Coast as well. Like Italian guys love their mama. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's economic. It's economical to live with your mama. It is. And you get all the best food. You know, I can't hate hey, on that. Hey, my mama. Hey, so I've been having a problem. Mama <laughs> hasn't been buying the right raviolis nowadays, and now I'm thinking about moving out. <laughs> but there's one thing. I'm going to miss it too much. <laughs> I just need to find a broad who can cook me some pasta just like the old country used to do. <laughs> no, the um, the Italians are very funny. Um, all right, I want to go to Germans now. Oh, the Germans, the, Germ- <laughs> the, the Diamonds, because they are, have, they are my favorite. They are my favorite the, to talk about. Yes, <laughs> my my uh, my girlfriend's coming soon, and she's going to yank me out of here. But she, so the Germans are by far the hardest Europeans to read. Yes. Yes, they are very hard to read. You never know if they like you or not. Yes. And they're super direct as like a, as a culture. So they'll say something to you and it sounds fucking mean, but they're just talking to you. 
they'll be very direct about it. And we're like, your hair is messy. And you're like, what? <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> and they're just bluntly, very matter of fact, tell you something. And it's crazy. It's And it's hard because you don't know if they, if they dislike you and they're being assholes or, you know, that's just how they are. They're very direct. However, like, there's like a million walking tours going on a day. Yep, and biking tours. <laughs> walking tours and biking tours about Nazis. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. So every single day, the people who at least commute and work around these areas, yeah, you have some loudmouth guy. Usually they're British. All the guy, all the guys did who who did the walking tours in in Berlin were all British guys, and they would all just be uh, like this is what hitler this is exactly this apartment complex is where hitler ended his life with a bullet in cyanide how did hitler take over this country like just yelling just all day just reminded reminded of world war ii reminded of how the city that you live in right now was torn apart yeah by bombing raids and of red invasion like every single day you have like these tours that just talk Uh, about probably the worst thing that ever happened in humanity like it's got to be depressing yeah yeah and that's also german culture though i mean because german cult like prussian culture like a lot of it comes from prussian culture where which was very militaristic and i mean they prussian school like a modern day school system came out of prussian culture i mean the word kinder the word kindergarten yeah like all those school terms that we use right now they all come out of germany prussia specifically you know how school was a like they started school because it was called school 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 yeah school school so they during like the Franco-Prussian, it might have been before it. I think it was a Franco-Prussian War um, when they started conscripting armies because after the Napoleonic, you know, the, the Napoleonic Wars, um, conscri- conscription became a real thing. Like yep. that was never a thing before <clears throat> that. Like yep. people would, everyone who fought in the military was usually had had money. Like it was like an honorable thing to do, and you know you went there for a career, and it was it was it was a fun day to go fight in war. But Napoleon changed the game. He started just conscripting people and, you know, other European countries started adopting that afterwards because, like, I mean, how are you going to take – even if you have a, a professional army of 50,000 men, you're not going to – you're going to lose to an army that has 800,000 men. So you're, Also, the technology just kept getting better and better and better. So, like, you just yeah. needed more people because you're going to lose more people more – like, much quicker. <laughs> Yeah, and just need more people for the logistics to handle all the things like trains and rail supply and lines, train supply yeah. lines, and medics and all that stuff, and artillery and mechanics for machines and stuff like that. But um, we're losing. But um, the Germans, we're coming back the to Germans, the Germans. So, like the normal everyday peasant who would be conscripted into the army, they would often run away and battle. They would, run, they would just be – they'd be like, holy shit, I'm a farm guy. What the fuck? Bullets, <laughs> bombs, artillery. I'm getting the fuck out of here. 
And that was like a big problem in the 1800s. So they realized that it was because of the culture. So they, and they started to train young or at least indoctrinate people to love the homeland at a very young age so that they would be willing to fight and die for the homeland when they got older. So that's how those are the origins of school. One last thing I have to say about Germans is that they, um, uh, many Germans don't have a, um, the same concept of personal space that we do. So when you speak to one, one-on-one, they'll often they be throw like, their dick out in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I mean, they, they come up real close. Uh, I noticed that like a lot. Like, hey, like, uh. like it feels like they want to kiss you or some shit like this. Like, yo, bro, back off. Give me some space. And you take a step back and they'll just step forward. <laughs> it's, <laughs> aw- it's awkward. <laughs> That's German history. Take a step back and they step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine if Germany wasn't clipped from the wings. Okay, after, that's like, a loaded question. II. After World War II, it is a loaded. Que- it is a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, after World War II, I don't know. Um, I don't like to imagine it's, that. It's like a tough. It's a weird thing to imagine. There's a whole the, lot of re- reprogramming that needed to happen after that. Frankly, yeah, them, them in Japan, both. Yeah, had, uh, it was. It's weird. It's a weird thing. It's hard to really contemplate and go in without like really thinking about it hard, but. What if Germany wasn't an isle? Like, I mean, Germany was destroyed twice. Yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> twice in like a 40-year period. Yeah. But so something to happen. So speaking of World War One, World War Two, something I found very odd. And this will be the last weird European story. Cool. So this kid, this, this German kid started apologizing we were like, we were hanging out at the bar. He was a nice kid. He was like a couple years younger than me. He was like 22. I'm and very sorry for World War Two. <laughs> exactly what he was doing. Oh, man. He started apologizing for World War One and World War Two, And it was really awkward. Yeah. It was very, very awkward. We were like having fun and we were like just, we were drinking and like we were like talking. We were talking about politics. Mm-hmm. It was like all about politics and Merkel and like mm-hmm. the European Union. And he finally like at, at the end at some point in the night, he's like, I, we're so sorry for World War One and World War Two. You know, we, you know, we, we are so shame, ashamed of it and all of this. And I, I just, you know, we thought we, we're so sorry for all the pain and damage that we caused. And I was like, dude, you're 22 years old. Your parents, your parents weren't born. <laughs> yeah. But your parents weren't born. And um, it was just very, very awkward. Well, so, it's, it's pretty pretty starkly what, contrasted against like this uh, phenomenon that goes on, where you know a lot of you know at this point a lot of World War II veterans are dying and things like that. But uh, it, the 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 phrase is "Opa war kein Nazi," and it means um, Grandpa wasn't a Nazi, right? And it's like everyone's denying uh, that their you know direct relative was uh, involved in anything nefarious. But when they die, you know you go through all their shit to start, you know, uh, um, the, the mourning process. And then you realize, Oh shit. Yeah. Grandpa was a Nazi, but this guy, he's like blindly, maybe his grandpa was a Nazi and he just had, you know, his grandpa just died and he realized his, his grandpa was a terrible person. <laughs> so he's, yeah. he, he, uh, so he decided to apologize on his behalf. 
But uh, I challenge yeah. you the next time you're in Europe, how about you uh you, you just go to a pub and like find yourself like a nice European and be like, I'm I'm so sorry about you know, Iraq one and two. <laughs> not in Europe. Just be like, hey, I'm so sorry for about indiscriminately bombing your cities and killing so many civilians. Yeah. All right. Uh <laughs> let's wrap this up. Um all right, peace everyone. Oh yeah, guys, um Scott Horton interview. So the Scott Horton interview, um went really well yeah it's on youtube only though so if you guys are listening on itunes or google um go to the youtube page to, to check out the scott horton interview it's two hours long so i decided just to put it on youtube um it's insane it is like just an incredible interview so check that out and uh make sure that you go to the youtube channel and uh subscribe we're trying to grow it i mean we've grown a little bit but like we're still trying to push this thing out we have more content um, on the YouTube channel than we do on iTunes and Google and, and Stitcher and all the other platforms we're on. And um, if you haven't rated the podcast yet, then what the, what the fuck are you doing? All right. Peace. I got to go. Peace. Hey, what's up, guys? One more thing. Um, just wanted to remind you guys that we have a YouTube channel now, and we have even more content on that YouTube channel than we do have on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, all the podcasting platforms. Um, we have a lot of, uh, well, we have a two-hour interview with Scott Horton on there. We also have an interview with Alex Jones on that YouTube channel. So go ahead and check that baby out. It is uh, pretty uh, small right now, but we're trying to grow that baby, and uh, we need your support. So uh, check out the Alex Jones interview and uh, the Scott Horton interview. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.